Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 170. Today, I want to finish what I started yesterday. Romans chapter 1. We were looking at how a nation, a country, a city, a family, a church, an individual begins to erode at the foundations. Our nation is eroding at the foundation because the church of Jesus has eroded at the foundation. And the church of Jesus has eroded at the foundation because the families and the individuals who make up those families, especially the fathers, have forsaken the leadership responsibility. If there ever was a time when men needed to step up to the plate and be leaders, it is today. I'm not talking about men out there somewhere. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. I look back over my 65 years of life and especially the last four decades of being a father and a husband, and I have miserably failed. There are some things I've done well. I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. There are many things that I have sought God in in every area of life, but I have been a dismal failure in many ways. And if I had everything to do over again, Yes, if I had everything to do over again, I would do it differently. I would spend more time reading the Word of God to my children. I would spend more time in the car with them. Instead of doing some of the things that we did, I would have spent more time teaching them the truths about how to live life. I would have been a better husband to my wife. I would have been a better pastor to my people. You see, we don't get a second chance in that regard. We cannot go back. It's water under the bridge. As my dad used to say, that horse has already left the barn. But what we can do by the grace of God is have a new beginning. And what I want to do the rest of my days as I begin a new chapter in my own life is to walk with God humbly. You see, the Bible says we are to humble ourselves before God that he may exalt us in due time. And the purpose is not an exaltation. It is to walk humbly and low before God. Do you realize that every time the word and the command is given to humble ourselves in the New Testament Greek text, that it is always in the middle voice? That's not active voice. That's not passive voice being acted upon. It is middle voice. It's hard for us to translate that even into English. But anytime you see the middle voice, it's there for emphasis and purpose, and it is best translated reflexively. What it says is, you yourself humble yourself. God says, if you don't humble yourself, then I will humble you. He gives us an opportunity to judge ourselves. That's why in 1 Corinthians, he said, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. And so it's time that judgment begins at the house of God. It's time that judgment begins at our house, in our own individual lives. If you are a man and you're listening to me, 
I want to ask you right now, when we get finished with this podcast, to humbly bow your head. Ask God to forgive your sins. Ask God to give you a brand new start. Ask God to make you the man of God that he puts you on this earth to be. And if you have children, the whole purpose that God has given you, those children, is to raise up a godly seed and to train the next generation. Now, later this week, I'm going to talk to you about the next generation and how we're poisoning the next generation by telling them how hard it's going to be. But I'll come back to that. But men, I want to encourage you to step up to the plate. I want to encourage you to step up to your role, your God-given role, and begin to lead your wife in a godly way. And uh, quit looking around somewhere else. Put your heart in God and on God and put your heart on your wife and begin to disciple her as much as she will let you. And you let God take care of her heart. But you disciple those children. Don't leave that to the wife. You leave that to the person that God has placed the responsibility ultimately on, and that's you. If you're not a good Bible student, become one. If you're not walking with God, start walking with God, because there's no better time than right now. This falls on our shoulders. And so the Bible says that when a nation, a people, a person fails to give God his rightful place in his life, that is his lordship, his ownership, that we are accountable to him, that our foolish hearts are darkened. The scripture says in verse 21 of Romans 1, because although they knew God, they did not glorify God. They did not glorify him. They did not give him his rightful place. That's in this context what the word means. It means to give God his due honor, his due respect, his due reverence, the place in his life that only he has. Neither were thankful. Ingratitude and the entitlement mentality has gripped America to where it seems that everyone is a victim. Fathers, mothers, everyone else. And it says they became futile, they became empty, they became vain in their thoughts. You see, that's where it starts, in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts were darkened. The word is scotia. It is the word for darkness, for night. It's used sometimes for a a sovereign God who says, you want this, I'm going to give it to you. What we're seeing in America today and what we're about to see in America in 2021, 2022, unless God gives us reprieve, is we're going to see darkness fall upon on America. And that gives great opportunity for light to shine because you see the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it because the light is the Lord Jesus. It says professing themselves to be Sophia. You have never seen strutting. You have never seen pride until you walk down the halls of an elite academic institution. And we have now placed people who are good in books on pedestals. Folks, we need to totally redefine what smart is because what we have done is we put people that have learned how to do school and make grades on pedestals. What we have done is we've created a generation of elites who absolutely have no discernment of God whatsoever in their lives. They've got a bunch of credentials, but they couldn't carry on a conversation with a 15-year-old child. Professing themselves to be Sophia, they become moranos. They become morose. They become stupid. Stupid, silly. They've become 
lazy in their thoughts and in their thinking and professing themselves to be wise, they have become fools, moranos, and they change the glory of the incorruptible God who cannot be corrupted into, look at this, verse 23, the change the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man. You see, the greatest, the greatest form of idolatry is humanism because it puts man at the center of everything. You say, well, a man is a fool that would go out here and and cut down a tree. And the Bible says he would take half of it and make himself a fire. And then he would charcoal the wood and he would carve out an image and say to the image that he made, warming his hands with the fire that the wood is producing and say, you made me. You say, well, that would take an idiot. It would take an idiot and someone who is insane, a form of insanity, to melt down ore and silver and gold and uh, pour it into a mold and heat it and shape it and then set it up on a table and say, you're the one that made me. That is a form of insanity. It is foolishness. It is morose. That's exactly what we're doing. But we don't have to have automobiles and houses and trinkets and idols to have idol worship when we put man at the center of everything and he's the arbiter of what is right and wrong and he is the one that sets the codes of morality in society and in culture what we're seeing today it's foolishness it's insanity and it's exactly what the bible says that we change the glory of an incorruptible god the god who created us and made us we have transformed it into the image of man and man looks in the mirror and says you are god and not only that but also birds and four-footed animals and creeping things and the bible says in verse 24 therefore god gave them up also to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God. Look at this. Who exchanged the truth and the gold and silver of truth for stones and rocks of a lie, for the lie. Look what it says. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. Not a lie, the lie. What is the lie? The lie is that man is the one who is in charge of his own destiny. I can tell you, after 45 years of being in ministry, I've stood beside of a lot of dying beds. I've stood beside rich men. I've stood beside rich women. I have stood beside paupers. I have stood beside the caskets of men that no one knew their name except for the mortician. I have buried them alone and helped lower their body into a grave. But let me just tell you, it doesn't matter whether you are a multimillionaire or billionaire or trillionaire or what your portfolio is or what your credentials and your pedigree is. It doesn't matter what your family is. It doesn't matter how little or how much you have. We will all face death. And when we die, we will stand before Almighty God. And you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe anything, sir. You don't have to believe anything, ma'am. But it does not 
change one thing. You will stand before God one day because you know deep in your heart you have suppressed it. You've put it down deep within you, but you know there is a God. And what I'm telling you right now, the Spirit of God is saying, yes, what he's saying is true. You had better repent. You had better turn to God. And for those of us who know the Lord, it's time to quit playing games. Jesus doesn't want to be a part of your life. He doesn't want to be an upgrade. He doesn't want to be an addendum. He doesn't want to be someone or something that you do in order to be happy and to to sing your songs and sing your praises. Jesus doesn't want to be a part of your life. He wants to be your life. The Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Some of us may one day seal our testimony with our blood. You see, the word martyr, martyreo, is just the common everyday Greek word, koine Greek word for witness. And the reason it became one who gives their life for their faith is because in the New Testament era, if a person confessed faith in Jesus as the only way of salvation, it could mean certain death. And so a witness, a faithful witness, was called a martyreo, one who bore witness of the Son of God. You see, what got the early Christians in trouble is the same thing that will get us in trouble today. And that is, they didn't just say Caesar is a God, Jesus is a God, and they didn't say that Jesus was a way to heaven. They said Jesus is the God. He is the God of heaven, the creator God who has come down to earth and has become man. He is the word made flesh, and there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that Jesus is the only way of salvation, the only way of redemption, the only way that God has provided for a man to be saved. You can't be saved keeping the law. You can't be saved keeping rules. If that were the case, then no one would be saved because everyone has broken the law. And the scripture says the one that has broken the law is guilty of all. Why? Because the wages of sin is death, it's separation from God. Now, what I'm doing right now is not an evangelistic podcast, but what I'm telling you is that the Bible teaches without hesitation or reservation that the same thing that got the early Christians in trouble will get us in trouble. And that is saying that God's word is true and let every person be a liar. That God's word trumps science. God's word trumps history and the interpretation of history. God's word trumps government mandates. God's word trumps anything. It is the final authority to which the child of God must appeal. So my heart, my word for you is give God his rightful place. Don't give in to the whims of humanism because the day will come when we will see what God said is true. The prophet Isaiah thundered it and history tells us he was sawn in two for his testimony. But the fact is he said, The grass will wither, the flowers will fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. 
Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.